Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And of course, please make sure to subscribe if you have not already. In just a moment, I'm going to be going over some of the top free agents that are still available that I think Green Bay could actually be interested in signing and would make some sense for the team. As you know, I'm somebody that definitely is more of the, hey, play the young kids and let's see what they got sort of thing. But I do think there's some veterans out there that could make a little bit of sense. So we'll go over some potential free agent signings. Before I get there, what I want to do is talk about a new segment that I'm super excited about, which is called More Than Meets the Eye and is sponsored by Oakley Sunglasses. And Oakley sunglasses, certainly more than meets the eye. And what this segment is going to be about is a player that I think doesn't necessarily get enough credit for what they can bring to the Packers and has a little bit more that meets the eye. And I'm going to start today with Keyshawn Nixon. And the reason I think Keyshawn Nixon is the perfect player to kick this off is because we all know what Keyshawn did as a returner last year which was phenomenal. The kick returning, the punt returning. We know he has some special teams prowess as well in the coverage units if Green Bay wants to use him that way. But to me, there is a lot more that meets the eye or than what meets the eye with Keyshawn Nixon. And I want to go back to how he played in the slot last year for Green Bay. Because I think it went a little bit unnoticed because he only got like a, I, I want to say like a three or four week stint where he got some action at corner, but he graded out pretty darn well. He graded in the positive in the slot. And what I loved about him in the slot is that he had great intensity. He wasn't afraid to come up and make a play. He was a pretty darn good tackler and he held up in coverage pretty well also. Also made a big play, got a big turnover. Like he just consistently was around the ball, making plays and being a positive impact on the game as a slot corner. And we go back to last year. This is a player who was signed as a bare minimum free agent, no guaranteed money whatsoever, and not only came in and was set to be this player who was capable of playing on Rich Basashi's special teams unit, but then became one of the best returners, arguably the best returner in the league last year. I can say that because he won first team all pro for returning and played well in the slot. 
And I think the thing that went maybe a little bit under the radar this offseason was that Green Bay said flat out that they expect Keyshawn Nixon to get the slot corner position, basically. And it's going to be, in my opinion, Razul Douglas and Jair on the outside with Keyshawn in the slot until Stokes is ready to come back from injury. And then we'll go from there. And I'm not sure what's going to happen at that point, but it seems like Green Bay is ready and set to make Keyshawn Nixon their full-time starting slot corner. And that's going to be a really interesting development. And I think he is up for the challenge and that makes him a player that is more than meets the eye. And I think he's going to be still a first team all pro kick returner, capable player. We'll see if he still gets the punt return duties. I do think there's an opportunity that Jaden Reed may get some of the punt return duties, but there's a possibility that still goes to Keyshawn. He's going to be the slot corner. I think he could still be on some coverage units potentially, especially maybe some bigger games. And I still don't think it's out of the possibility that he could maybe get a snap or two on offense as well, maybe just as a decoy. Maybe they give it to him on an end around here or there, but I think you could have a package five, 10 plays maybe in the season that Keisha Nixon's in the game just for an additional wrinkle. There's a lot more than meets the eye than with Keisha Nixon. I think he has a lot more to give to this team. I think Green Bay is going to give him every opportunity to do so. And Keyshawn still has a lot to prove. He is on a one-year deal. So if he can go out and prove all those things that I just said, he is in for a major payday this upcoming offseason. Hopefully that is with the Green Bay Packers. But there's a lot there, and I don't think it necessarily gets talked about enough because everyone focused and super focused in on his returnability, which understandably, like I said, first team all pro returner, but there's a lot there. And I'm super excited to watch Keyshawn Nixon as a whole this upcoming season and see what he can do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So with Keyshawn Nixon, more than meets the eye, super appreciative of Oakley for sponsoring that segment and keep an eye out for more of these as we continue on over the next couple months with a great partnership and a great sponsorship from Oakley Sunglasses. Our main topic for today is going to be some of the main free agents that are still available that Green Bay could go out and sign and target in free agency. Now, a couple things. A, the free agent market very picked over at this point. B, Green Bay, very little money to actually play with at this point. C is that I don't think Green Bay has a ton of interest in going out and adding a bunch more free agents, but we did just see them go out and get a Jonathan Owens. And I do think if there's a player here or there that makes sense, I think they'll go out and do so. Now they're technically under right now when the, when they sign Jonathan Owens, they have I guess, 87 players on the roster, but they have four players that they still need to sign. So once those players are signed, they're already going to need to release somebody that's on their roster right now. But if they do sign any additional players, it does mean that they're eventually going to have to release somebody. So that's why I think Green Bay is mostly set right now. But we also know that Goody's been pretty adamant that this is a 365 day a year process. And this is also a time where some of the veterans are willing to say like, you know what? I need to get into OTAs and mini camps with a team. Yeah, I was hoping for a three-year, $15 million deal, but nothing's out there right now. And I might need to settle for a vet minimum. Oh, there's a lot of snaps up for grabs in Green Bay. Maybe I'll give Green Bay a call or have my agent give Green Bay a call and see if I can't get in the conversation there. So here are a handful of players that I think could make sense in Green Bay. Now, full transparency, I am recording this episode a little bit early. I am uh, recording this on late, late, late Saturday night because I'm going to be out of town. So if any of these players were signed on 
Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday before this launched. I apologize in advance, but just know if one of these players were signing, you're like, hey, what the heck's Andy talking about? It's because this episode was a little pre-recorded. So just a little peek behind the curtain there. But I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. And I've gone through a few of these quarterbacks this offseason already, but I want to talk about four in particular that are still out there that could, and I want to emphasize could make sense for Green Bay. That's Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, Mason Rudolph, and Carson Wentz. And if you want to make the argument, and we could do this for every single one of these positions today, but if you want to make the argument, Andy, I would rather just have them play the young players than any of these veterans that probably aren't going to amount to much in the long term anyway. I'm with you. Totally with you. I get it. And I mostly agree with you. Quarterback's a bit interesting. And I mentioned this the other day as well. But if you have Jordan Love go down right now, you're talking about a season that is, you're, you've got a whole lot of nothing. Like there, there's just all due respect to Sean Clifford. Maybe he can come in and win a couple games. That's probably the ceiling with this team and this roster with Sean Clifford at quarterback. Same thing with a Danny Etling or any other random quarterback undrafted guy or anything that they want to bring in. Like just the, the, the upside's not there. And even with Jordan, right? This is going to be a battle to try to be in the competition for some sort of playoff spot or anything like that. But even if the Packers are six and 11, but Jordan's at quarterback and you've got all these young, really fascinating players, there's a lot to glean from that. There's a lot to still be excited about. Every week is worth tuning in because you want to see which of these players is progressing. There's a story to be told here with Jordan at quarterback, and that's worth tuning in for. If all of a sudden Jordan's gone, like everything just sort of collapses, right? And this season becomes a total dud and it's dead on arrival as soon as something happens to Jordan. If all of a sudden you've got a Teddy Bridgewater or a Carson Wentz, maybe a Matt Ryan, or a, maybe not so much of a Mason Rudolph, but if you've got a couple of those guys, at least it's slightly more intriguing. You have a veteran that's capable of running the offense, can still continue to hopefully elevate some of those young receivers and maybe, you know, get the ball out of their hands and just get the you know ball to some of these playmakers who can have the run after the catch ability. Like I do think that there's a little value there for Green Bay. And if all of a sudden one of these quarterbacks, like a, a Wentz, a Rudolph, a Ryan, a Bridgewater, are willing to take less to be the backup in Green Bay, I think Green Bay would really have to consider it. Now, Bridgewater would be an interesting one. I think he would be somebody that would be able to run this Matt LaFleur offense pretty well. I think he'd be a solid backup. I think he's going to have a lot more interest with more competitive teams as a backup. But if he's willing to come to Green Bay, I think Green Bay should at least broach the topic. He's probably going to be a little bit out of their price range. Same thing probably for Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan and Matt LaFleur have worked together in the past. Matt Ryan you know, played very, very well when Matt LaFleur was there in Atlanta. So maybe they have that relationship and maybe Matt's willing to come in and just doesn't want to hang it up yet. And is, you know, hey, you know what? I'll come in and play for, for not much for one season, just back up Jordan, help develop him and you know, be part of Matt LaFleur's system again. Maybe that could be something. Mason Rudolph, only 27 years old still with starting experience in this league. And he's only played in one spot. You know what? Sometimes a player plays in one spot and it just doesn't work out and they go somewhere else and something and just clicks, right? It's a former, I think, third round pick, at least uh, um, you know, somewhere in that range, who has started in this league. His, his actual like quarterback rating and statistics like aren't terrible. Like He could at least keep the ship a little bit more afloat. And then Carson Wentz, let's not forget, he was a second team All-Pro and third in MVP voting in 2017. I think everyone's just been waiting to try and unlock that player still. The commanders weren't able to do it. The Colts weren't able to do it. It's pr the ship has probably sailed. I think Wentz is just, you know, sort of toast at this point, but at least it would be something, right? Like, oh, hey, like Wentz is in. 
can Matt LaFleur unlock him and get him back to how he was playing in 2017? The answer is no, at least like 99% probably no, but at least it would be something to cheer on a little bit more. So those are four quarterbacks that I think could make some sense for Green Bay to bring in as a veteran backup. And if they are there, they're probably going to be able to help Jordan a little bit. Some of you might be I'll say it one more time. Some of you might be on the wavelength of, I I don't need any of these guys. Just put Sean Clifford in at that point. Like I said, I'm with you. I get it. Play the young guys. That to me makes a little bit more sense, but that could be a very, very long season. If all of a sudden Jordan goes down week one, you're going to go 16 weeks with Sean at quarterback. Like that, that could get very dicey, very, very quick. So I do think there might be some value in potentially having a veteran on the roster. That brings me to safety. There's two safeties out there that I think could make some sense. Now, to be fair here as well, they've already signed to various more. They brought back Rudy Ford. They brought back Dallin Levitt. They just brought in Jonathan Owens. They drafted, you know, um, they uh, drafted Anthony Johnson Jr. They still have Darnell Savage. They still have an Innis Gaines. Like the, the safety room is starting to get crowded, right? But to various more, Rudy Ford, you know, um, Jonathan Owens, uh, we haven't seen Owens, at least I haven't seen Owens full contract yet. Uh, maybe it's out there after I recorded this, but these guys are players that are at or near, you know, vet minimum deals and they're not guaranteed or like lead pipe locks to make the roster except for Savage. Savage is basically the only one, unless they can find some sort of trade with him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. 
I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. With that being said, if you wanted to bring in one more to compete for the spot, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think they're going to, but John Johnson, the safety for the Browns and previously, you know, previously for the Rams, I think would make a lot of sense. In 2017, 2018, and 2020, while he was with the Rams, he had grades of 81.5, 83.6, and 85.3 per PFF. And you know whose defense he was playing? and Joe Barry's style of defense with the Rams. And Joe Barry was obviously a coach there with the Rams while Johnson was there. I think that is a potential pairing that could make some sense. The the price would be a, a big issue there. He's still young enough. I think he's only 27 years old. That's a safety that would immediately come in and be the Packers' best safety. Didn't work out quite as well in Cleveland, but I think getting him back in that Ram system, getting him with Joe Barry, I think that could help John Johnson. And like I said, I think he's safety one if Green Bay were to sign him today. The other one is Ronnie Harrison, another Brown safety, former third round pick by the Jaguars, Brown safety last year. Didn't work out in Cleveland all that well. He wasn't great in Jacksonville, but I do think that if you could get him for a vet minimum, that he would be as competitive with any other safety on this roster and could potentially even be the starter as well. So those are two, and Harrison's only 26 years old. So those are two safeties that I do think could make some sense for Green Bay and could it add to the competition? Like I said, John Johnson would immediately be safety one, in my opinion, for Green Bay. So those are two safeties that I think could make some sense. There's two corners as well that I want to talk about. And corner's an interesting one. And I think there maybe hasn't been enough made out of this because I think if you look at corner, you've got Jair, you've got Nixon, and then you've got uh, Douglas to start. Stokes is going to come back at some point. You start feeling pretty good about that. Carrington Valentine is probably going to make the roster. And then you've got a, a group of, you know, Corey Valentine and, you know, Shamar Jean-Charles, a Keandre Thomas, but you don't really have much there as like a guaranteed number six corner. Innis Gaines has played some at corner. Savage has played some at corner. So you've got a little bit of depth there. But with Stokes probably not ready to start the season, the depth there is actually kind of thin. So adding a guy or two may make some sense. I'm going to go through two names and I should have prefaced this at the beginning, but these are not going to be a ton of sexy names today, guys. It's just, there's not much left, but I do think some of these could help. Harrison Hand, a corner who was originally with the Vikings and then was with Chicago last year. He's still only 24 years old. He had 111 snaps last year with a 73.1 grade in Chicago. He's familiar with the NFC North. He's a former fifth round pick. That's a that's a player that, and he's pretty darn good at run defense, tackling by the way as well. And that's a player that I think could come in. He's got good size. I think he's like 6'2". He's a, he's a fun player and still at 24 years of age, that's the type of low risk, high reward type of signing. If you could sign somebody like that to like a two-year deal where this year's like a vet minimum, but next year's like a non-guaranteed like 4 million, where if he plays great, you can keep him on a $4 million deal with non-guaranteed. And if he's not, you can just cut him. Like th- that's a type of like how can we figure out something that would work where we get him in this year, give him an opportunity, maybe guarantee this year, but if he works out, now you've got him next year on a non-guaranteed cheap deal. Like, and if he, again, if he doesn't, you just cut him next year. Like that, that's something that I think could make some sense for Green Bay. Maybe just bring him in for a one-year vet min, but Harrison Hand at only 24 years old could make some sense. And another one is Luke Barku. Luke Barku? Who's Luke Barku, you might ask? He is a undrafted free agent from 2020. He played 152 snaps that were not very good with the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020. Did not play in 2021, did not play in 2022, but just came off a really impressive performance with the XFL, was arguably the top corner in the XFL, played a pretty shut down brand of football. Now it is only the XFL. 
it's not quite the same, but hey, if somebody dominated one league, bring them in for you know training camp and see if they can carry that over. Maybe Sometimes a guy just needs confidence. If he goes out there and he gets that in the XFL and is able to play at a high level, maybe especially at corner, which is a confidence position, maybe he's got it now and maybe he can go out and play. That'd be another interesting option that, again, he's still young enough. He's coming off a really impressive stint in the XFL. Go get a guy like that. There's no risk. There's literally zero risk and there's some potential reward there. So Luke Barku, another player that I would certainly consider for Green Bay. At wide receiver, I'm going to go Hakeem Butler. We're going to stick with the XFL. He was a fourth round pick by the Cardinals in 2019. He had really fun tape at Iowa State. A lot of people, myself included, fell in love with his Iowa State tape. I think a lot of us thought he was going to go earlier than the fourth round than what he did. He got drafted in the fourth. It never worked out in Arizona. He ended up going to Philadelphia, I believe, for a hot second. Didn't work out there. I think they wanted to convert him to a tight end, but he just played in the XFL as well. Was one of the best players in the XFL. Just turned 27 years old. He's like six foot four, Iowa State. He's got, you know, he had some of that, you know, big ball wide receiver, kind of like an Alan Lazard a little bit. Obviously, 6'4 is a lot different than what Lazard was, but you get my point. Like, there's something there. And I think if Green Bay wants somebody that I can't say he's got more experience because he has one snap literally in the NFL, but is a little bit older and is a, an intriguing option that never really got a full opportunity in the NFL, Hakeem Butler might be somebody to at least take a look at. And that's, again, like Luke Barku, a very low risk, potential high reward signing that, again, if he found his confidence in the XFL, let's see what he can do in the NFL and maybe give him, give him that one more shot and see what he can do. On the offensive line, this is an interesting one. And offensive line is really tough because as I've sort of talked about in the past, I think they've got like 13 guys who could potentially make a active 53-man roster. And a lot of those guys are really young. And if you sign someone, you're going to have to cut one of your younger guys that you're trying to develop. So it's a tough thing, but I would love a little bit more competition on the interior of that offensive line. You're going to have Bakhtiari and Jenkins starting along the offensive line. But after that, it gets a, a little bit more interesting. And, you know, you've got John Myers, you got John Runyon Jr., you've got Zach Tom, you've got um, Yash Nyman. Those are probably your guys that are in the starting, you know, rotation or at least conversation for the three other spots. I would love if Green Bay went out and got a Dalton Reisner and just put a little bit more pressure on the John Runyon Juniors and the Josh Myers of the world. Because if you've got a Reisner, who's been a decent starter, he's still only 28 years old, or he's going to turn 28 in July, I should say. That's somebody who has starting experience, was a second round pick in 2019, and I think is going to be able to be somebody who comes in and competes for a starting spot. And John Running Jr. has been inconsistent. Josh Myers has been borderline or just bad at times. And hey, if, if all of a sudden Myers doesn't step up, you could go Zach Tom there. Maybe you move an Elton Jenkins over and put Zach Tom at left guard, or you could put Reisner at left guard and move Jenkins inside. You know, that's an option now too. If Runyon doesn't turn out, you could just put, you know, you could put Reisner at right guard. Like there's some different options there and it does give you a little bit more depth. I also don't know that you necessarily wanted to, you know, go into a season with a first time starting quarterback without a little bit more experience depth along the offensive line. So Reisner probably would be a little bit more money than I think Green Bay would have to spend, but he's still out there and you never know. If you can get him for cheap, that'd be another player that I would be intrigued by Green Bay bringing in and would give some competition to John Running Jr. and Josh Myers in a roundabout way. And the last one, a little bit outside of the box thinking here, is Adam Corsak. If you know who Adam Corsak is, I don't know, you win some sort of prize. Adam Corsak 
is an undrafted free agent punter out of Rutgers, has an extremely unorthodox punting style, and it's awesome. Go out and check it out. It's really fun. It's been very effective. We know how the NFL doesn't like anything that's outside of the realm of normal or anything like that, but he's a very, very fun punter. Most people expected him to get drafted. He ended up going undrafted, also didn't get signed as an undrafted free agent and got a couple of mini camp tryouts. Pat O'Donnell's sitting there with like one year left on his deal. He's in his 30s. He's one of the only four Packers on the roster that are over 28 years of age. Why are you keeping a punter that's over 28 years of age that's got one year left on his deal? that you want to upgrade and get better. Why are you keeping that guy on the roster anyway? Go out and get a unique, fun punter and at least let him compete with Pat O'Donnell. Like give him some competition from a younger player. Go out, get Adam Corsak, super fun punter, look him up online and uh, see if he can beat out Pat O'Donnell and give you a younger option for punter moving forward. So those are my guys that I think could be in play uh, for Green Bay as they look at the free agent market and see if anyone could still help them. Again, quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, Mason Rudolph, Carson Wentz, safety, John Johnson, and Ronnie Harrison, corner, Harrison Hand, and Luke Barku, at wide receiver, Hakeem Butler, offensive lineman, Dalton Reisner, and punter, your friend and my friend, Adam Corsak, punter out of Rutgers. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Be right back here tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.